0: Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is David Bryson. He's a public speaker and he has a company called Why Can't You? David, welcome to our podcast.
1: Chris, it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me on. Truly appreciate it and uh, hello to all
0: your listeners. So let's dive into your voice. You have a very strong professional voice. Where did you understand how to communicate well?
1: Oh, Chris, but I got the face for radio. You forgot to leave that out. (laughs) So uh, actually I wanted to be an actor my whole life. So uh, I think it's, uh, who's the author, Malcolm Gladwell, that he says you probably need to put in 10,000 hours to do anything well. And just through acting training, that's what my degree was in plays, rehearsals. I probably put in my 10,000 hours by the time I was 30. So it's not like you don't have to practice it. Practice every day, speak in front of people, small groups, whenever you can, whenever you get the choice. So it's always about honing your instrument because like anything else, Chris, you know how it is. You're only sort of as good as your last speech or presentation or podcast.
0: Yeah. And are there certain basic tips that you wanna share? Because a lot of executives, entrepreneurs, frankly, they don't really speak well, you know? So for you, what are some tips if you were to train an executive on how to just basic communication skills to help them out? You know, Chris, what my number one thing is, and
1: I've taught public speaking the last couple of years too, is for people to focus on their breathing. When you look at people, you can tell if they're sort of in an upper register, they're probably doing shallow chest breathing. And if they're calm, if they're in control, if they're not hyperventilating, they're probably doing deep diaphragmatic breathing. And those things, they don't come just because you concentrate on it one time. It's sort of like working out. You need to practice where your breathing comes from in order to get better better at it so that when you are on the stage, it's second nature.
0: So can you share with us what a more shallow breathing from the chest and a more deep breathing? Sure.
1: So I think what you should do is when you're breathing or talking, Chris, if anybody's just listening at home, put your, as you're just talking to your friend, you know, loved one, whoever it is, when you're speaking, put your hand on your chest, put your hand on your stomach and just see where your breath is coming from so if your chest is expanding and contracting you know you're sort of a upper chest breather and it's sort of shallow and you're going to be speaking fast and probably in an upper register and if you have it lower in your diaphragm you want to make you want to drive that down even further so that you're relaxed and that you're in control and the situation isn't in control of you and it's just being very mindful of where that breath is coming from
0: no that's great now I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile. You have a very, very, very eclectic experience from sports broadcast to lead screener at the Department of Homeland Security to to investments. What are some things that you feel you've learned from all your, your literally your tapestry of experiences in life that you were able to just pivot so many times? Christopher, I'd say
1: the number one skill that I mean, this is just for me, uh, everybody's different, but I think number one skill that any job has taught me is that we have to be able to listen to other people and hear what their needs are. And as you sort of alluded to at the beginning, it's all about communication. It's about how you relate to people, no matter if you're a a bartender a bouncer a financial advisor, you're gonna have to develop a rapport with people at some point. And so I think that's the key is truly hearing what people are saying to you and trying to reflect that back and how you answer them and not just having a a preset answer that you're gonna spew out when somebody says something to you. I think that's enabled me to be successful in no matter what field i've been
0: in where'd you learn that
1: funnily enough so i was a bar bouncer at this place in la (laughs) called the cornet pub when i was 22 years old and this old timer named lou young used to come into the bar and he goes you know what i like about you dave he looked like the marlboro man if you could have you know taken the marlboro man off the pages and put him in real life it was lou and he goes you know dave he goes what makes you interesting is you're a good listener and I, I was humbled that he noticed that. And ever since he said that at a young age, I actually strove to try to become a better listener so that I, I would care about what people are saying. Because, like you, Christopher, you do this podcast because you believe everybody has a story to tell. And I want to hear other people's stories and not just always tell my own.
0: Yeah. And, and again, you, you have so many stories out there and it's just so inspiring because like just like the number of stars in the sky, you have just as many inspiring stories. And anytime I want to be inspired, I just literally turn on my podcast and listen to people like you, David. So talk to us about this. Why can't you? What, what is that about? Why did you choose that name for your company?
1: Oh, actually, the, the name came from my wife. So, I got to give her all the credit. So, I can't take any of it. So, uh, basically, she and I, when we had moved to Phoenix from Los Angeles about four years ago, we had bought a window washing company. And I think when you buy a business or start a business, Christopher, you don't realize everything you should have asked until you sign on the dotted line and you're like, oh, why didn't I ask that question? Right. Mm-hmm. So, I sort of started out with, I think it was a Uh, a blog first and then it was the vlog and then it turned into a podcast. First it was called Keeping It Real and then it morphed into Why Can't You and my goal was to feature entrepreneurs, people who were successful but I wanted to really get out of them what were the, the obstacles they had to overcome on their journey to get where they are because that's what makes entrepreneurs tough. Not always arriving at the destination, but how they got there because I think so many small business owners, they don't always have a place to turn to find answers and there's only so much you can learn on Google. So I really just started the podcast just to try to be a resource for others.
0: And how many podcast interviews have you had so far?
1: Uh, I think coming up in a couple of weeks, I've recorded and it'll be in the bank, 125 podcasts.
0: That's great. And that's a great point to add. Again, I've been doing my business for 20 years and people often talk about the success stories and it's really fun to talk about the traveling and the money and all the people you get to meet. But really, the lessons you most learn are literally on the ground, in the trenches, in the valley, when you're sinking, trying to get up from another brutal rejection. So for you, what are some of the lessons that that you were most moved by relative to your guests that you had an opportunity to talk to.
1: Wow. So there's one girl who uh, who comes to mind, and I just re-listened to her podcast the other day because I always found her inspiring. Her name is Gabi Natali. She hosts a TV show called super latina uh it's about the latina lifestyle and uh, she was unemployed 20 years ago in argentina when unemployment was like at a 20 percent rate and just her story of how she literally just sort of scratched claude she and her husband they started their own production company they own their own rights it's just one day she was depressed sitting at home and she was watching like the Argentinian Oprah because that's where she's from. And she, you know, she was 23 and she goes to her husband my like, next life, I'm going to come back as that lady. And he goes, why your next life? Why don't you do it now? And I was just like, wow, Gabby was on it and just takes every opportunity. And, but I mean, does it with love and kindness too. So I was totally inspired by Gabby Natali.
0: Well, you know, it's fascinating. I don't know if you uh, looked into it more deeply, but you talked about how your wife chose the title for you and her husband chose the title for her, meaning like almost like you guys are a great match because if you are in a partnership that's synergistic, they support you, encourage you, and they provide that win in your sales. So so it's kind of funny that I see that. I don't know if you saw that connection where this woman that you, out of 100 plus people, you chose the one person that it seemed like it was like you, right? Your wife supports you. And so this is another kind of lesson in life where when you have the people around you that support you, why not this life? Why not you? Why not now? Because there really is no other time. But unfortunately there are people that don't have those people who are negative and cynical. And I have many people like that in my life. And so, well, maybe in the past, not so much now, cause I'm much more firm in terms of how I spend my time, but it's something that our listeners hopefully really take away that, you really have to be careful who you surround yourself with. Because I remember this one guy, he talked about how some people bring joy wherever they go, and some people bring joy whenever they leave. And for you, David, it seems like (laughs) your wife brings you joy and this guest of yours, her husband brings you joy. So is there one person that you feel, other than your wife, well actually talk about your wife, what's one quality that you feel your wife has helped you improve as an entrepreneur?
1: Oh, and prove as an entrepreneur, you know what she is? She's a great sounding board. And I mean, she's just always comes with a different perspective. And then always, we will get through this because I think as, as an entrepreneur, it's easy to see things as hot and cold, easy to th- see things as, ah, the world is falling. You know, <laughs> What are we going to do to get out of this situation? And she'll be like, calm down. <laughs> There's always a solution. You know what I mean? And so it just having her through the time of owning sparkle time window washing for three and a half years, it was monumental. I would not have made it without her just calming, stepping in and just helping me to see the other side of equations that I wasn't able to see myself at that moment.
0: That's great. And, and we'll end with this. Cause given that I've never, ever, ever, ever met anyone that's ever owned a window washing company, what's one interesting, unique, quirky thing that, uh, is part of that business.
1: Oh, brother, where would you start? Um, <laughs> I, oh, my God, that I, I didn't know. Uh, I, first of all, I, before I bought the window washing company, I didn't even know window cleaning was a viable business. So <laughs> that, that was the number one thing, just uh, learning about it. And I guess what I liked about it, Christopher, was when you went to somebody's house and, you know, they had dirty windows and then your guy comes and clean them, it's almost like I started wearing reading glasses and you don't notice they get smudged up. But when you take them off and you wipe them off with that little cloth and you're like, I can see again, that's what you do for people when you're in their homes, you give, yeah, them cool. a, you give them a new vision of their house, the beauty, the views, the pool, their front yard, whatever it is. So you felt like you were giving people a gift too with clean windows. So that was the surprising thing about it.
0: Yeah, that, that's such an inspiring thing. Again, you, you just get inspiration from all the different types of places. So thank you so much for being on our podcast, David. How can our guests learn more about you and, and stay in touch with you? Absolutely. Uh, you can go to my website, which
1: is dot com. is D-A-V-I-D-B-R-Y-S-O-N, the number com. My podcasts are hosted on there and you can learn uh, more about uh, the speaking I do as well.
0: Thank you, David. Have a great day. Thanks, Christopher.
1: Have a great day. Thank you for having me on.